Welcome to the Think Inspired Podcast. If you're looking to make your dreams a reality, then this podcast is for you. If you're looking to get out of that lockdown rut, then this podcast is for you. If you're looking to get more energy from feeling lazy all the time, then this podcast is for you. If you just simply want to level up in your life, then this is for you. My name is Patrick Hong, and I'm the host of Think Inspire, a podcast that helps people who want to create momentum in their fitness journey and keep the body of their dreams. Welcome to Think Inspire. What's up, guys? What's going on? Five, not five, six lessons I knew, I wish I knew when I first started my fitness journey. That's what today's about. So I'm going to wait for everyone to tune in. Man, I've gone back to back to back with these freaking podcasts lately. We did our first Q&A last night in our Dream Team Academy. It was pretty cool. What up, Tammy? Glad you're on, girl. I'm going to... I think this this episode that I'm going to talk about today is going to resonate with everyone that is just starting out, just starting out, and they don't know where they are. They're in this like ocean or this pond or this different place they've never been. Like, how do I navigate here? Where am I? So if you feel a bit lost, I know that this one would like definitely resonate with you. What up, Tammy? How are you going? <clears throat> I feel like I haven't spoken to you in forever. Welcome to Dirty 30. I just revealed your age to everyone. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so six lessons I knew. I wish I knew when I first started my fitness journey. Now, before I do that, we just had our first Q&A last night. So anyone that's a part of the academy, like definitely watch that. I know I answered a lot of questions that it's on your mind. You don't know it's on your mind. Subconsciously, it's on your mind all the time. So please go through that and watch the q and um, I've not been hiding, embracing 30. <laughs> yeah, good, good. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm really excited for your 30s because I just turned 30 and I'm like, hmm, I reckon the next 10 years will be definitely better than the last 10 years. Definitely. Depends what you're doing. Depends what plans you got. Um, I uh, just spoke to my mum recently because obviously I'm moving. As you can see, my house is it's pretty spotless. Uh, like I'm moving, right? And, um, and my mum said something to me yesterday. It's kind of cute. She's like, you know, when you uh, get a place in, in surfers, can you make sure that, can you make sure that like you get a two bedroom apartment? Because if I go visit, where am I going to stay? <laughs> I'm like, just thinking about it. So it's super cute. Um, Tammy's like, damn straight, bring on the next 10 years. Ha <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's freaking go. I, I would, I'm so pumped for the next decade. Like I'll wake up every day. I'll got to pinch myself, you know, because the last few years, like, I, I don't know where, like anyone who's listened to this, if you had a, rough few years let's face it the world's been upside down the last two years some people i know like a good a good friend of mine is like man this COVID situation has been the best thing for me it allowed me to really focus on what i wanted and like it really helped me with my business it really helped me with my career my finances i'm like well good for you i just had the worst year of my life <laughs> it was so such a parallel paradox of like Two homies, like one's like, yeah, best year of my life. The other's like, worst year of my life. But we cared about each other and we wouldn't like try to make the other person feel better or for the other person feel worse. We just listened. And that's what a true friend is, I feel. And um, yeah, so yeah, the next pest, the next 10 years, ah. The thing with being rock bottom, and I'll get into my six lessons very soon. The thing with hitting rock bottom, Tammy, I don't know if you've been to rock bottom before. I've, I've been a few times, not a really nice place. I just feel like anyone that's ever hit rock bottom and like, you know, you know, when you know, and 
It's just like that next chapter that you're about to embark on is going to be probably your greatest chapter because you're coming from the lowest point. Now, I won't lie to you, and this isn't a lesson that I'm going to share in in this podcast, but one of the lessons I I learned from hitting rock bottom, I'm talking about like $55,000 in debt. I'm talking about unsuccessful gyms. I'm talking about like, like getting fat, being addicted to drugs, like losing heaps of friends, being around toxic environments, doing things I shouldn't be doing, like not being a very, like, like really bad stuff. And looking back, I'm so far removed from all that. I'm so grateful because, but the amount of work, I, I won't lie to you, the amount of work that you need to put in towards like yourself, like forget everything else. There's a lot of things that you can't control, but you put, you put an effort into like being a better version of you working on yourself, like whether it be meditation, a morning ritual, training, looking after your diet, like all these things, if you do it for a long enough period of time, things don't always have to be the same. Things can change pretty drastically. I'm about to move to paradise. I couldn't say that before. I didn't have the success that I have now. I didn't have the resources. Like I was, I always had the resources. I just wasn't as resourceful as I am today. So things can change like your wildest dreams, whatever they are, if you believe in it long enough and you actually put in the groundwork, shit can happen. Shit can happen. Like I had a good conversation with one of our superstars last night, Taryn, and you know, we were talking and she's like that next phase for me, I'm not sure. Like if I have a limiting belief that I'm not like, not sure that I can get to the next stage of my physique, my dream body. Cause that's what we promote here. Like having your dream body, having your dream health. I said to her, like, you lost 20 kilograms already. That's 20 fucking kilograms since the start of the year. If I said to you, you'll lose 20 kilograms, you'll stop drinking, you'll stop partying every week, you'll train, um, you'll do 50,000 steps this year, you'll hit average 20K steps every day. If I said that to you back in December, what would you have said? You would have, she said, you would have, like, I would have laughed in your face. Oh, look at where we are now. So you're, not, you're never too far removed from the best version of you. <laughs> okay, now I just want to, take a second to applaud everyone in the academy and I want to give out as much love as possible because when you stay curious and you ask for help, I want to say all my students who constantly ask for help, like I'm there for you, you know I'm fucking there and I'll, I'll give it to you straight. But for anyone that's listening to me or like too intimidated to reach out, like you're in a program, right? Like you're in a, you're not just in a program where you get a diet plan, a nutrition plan, a training plan, support you. You get like way more than that. And like being a part of this team, you got to realize this, like we, we are your support squad. And when you stay asking for help and you're not afraid to ask questions, I'll like, you're going to the next level. Don't ever be afraid. I'm a human at the end of the day. Like I'm a human and me and you could easily go for coffee, like anywhere and have lunch and I'd be able to chop it up with you. I'm no different to you. So don't be afraid to ask for help. And people that do ask for help are the ones that get the best results because they get past the get past these little small barriers that they've created, like a little, little small issue. They've made it such a big thing because they didn't address it when it was tiny. Okay. So let me go into the six lessons. I wish I knew what I'm Revimbo six lessons. I wish I knew when I first started my fitness journey. Okay. Number one, the number one thing I wish I, I, I freaking did when I first started was hire a coach, not just any coach because there's so many coaches out there, but I wish I hired a coach when I was like, 17. I've got freaking 17 year olds starting this program and they're getting fucking amazing results. And a part of my 17 year old self is like, Oh, you lucky. Fucking. <laughs> Hire a coach. Um, that is the number one lesson. I wish I knew when I first started, I wish 
like like obviously not any coach, someone that knew more than me, someone that's gotten results. Some, and then obviously if they've gotten results and they I resonate with their content and I resonate with their message and I resonate with their philosophy on fitness and health and they reach, they're looking out at me for like my sustainability of like approaching the system, then it's all up to me to like pretty much stick to the plan until I reach my destination. So lots of people that start like a fitness journey or they get a coach they will stay on the path. Then when it gets hard, they'll jump shit. Cause you like the easy, like the first few weeks is like fun because you lose a bit of weight, feels all good. Then you hit a roadblock. And then this roadblock you've hit many times. You've just quit so many times in the past that you recognize it and you go back into old ways. So when you actually stick through the period in your journey where it's the hardest, it's like, oh, this is so overwhelming. I can't get past this. I always like struggle here. Let me go back into my cave and hide and isolate myself from all problems. And when you do that, like you always end up with the same result. So you have to keep going until you reach your destination. And sometimes I think there's a lesson being learned through reaching your destination. You might not even get to your dream physique um, on your first shot, but like Michael Jordan, one of my favorite basketball players, players of all time, he says, you know, people think I take winning shots and I always get them, but what about all the shots I missed back in like high school? when I would shoot shoot hoops like for hours upon hours and miss thousands of shots every day. Now that when I'm ready to take a shot, a game winning shot, I'm ready because I've fucking failed that many times. And like, that's something that people like need to let that sink into their, into their brain. Like you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna fail forward many times, but through failing forward, you, there's lessons and you win and you learn and you move on to the next one. And then you realize, okay, I've learned so much from this last, um, target. So if I'm trying to lose 20 kilograms, I only lost 10 or I only lost 15 in set time. Then I know where I was missing. I knew what I need to do on that last fight. But if you quit because you didn't get to your dream destination, then like, you're just going to keep going as a yo-yo. Like this is all about sustainability. Yeah. So the first lesson, hire a coach who knew more than me and has gotten results. And I need to stick to the plan until I reach my destination. That's what I wish I knew when I was 17, when I first started. Okay, the second lesson, the second lesson. What up, Sarah? What up, Nicole? The second lesson I wish I knew when I first started my fitness journey is, I wish I stopped asking for approval from people that weren't aligned with where I'm going. I wish I stopped asking for approval from people who are not aligned with where I'm going. I used to like start my, um, what up, Tegan? I used to, when I first started training and I started getting results, I started getting stronger. I started eating better. I started telling all my friends about this and they just didn't care because like we always would be, everyone has like a WhatsApp group where you just send each other gifts and troll each other. Like that was, that was pretty much my friendship group growing up. But like whenever I would share like um, my fitness journey with them or what I'm eating, everything, they would just have no interest at all. And they would say, why are you doing that? You're wasting time. Can you just be more fun and like, like have a drink with us? Like stop. It's, it's almost at a point they stopped inviting me to doing things because like I would always make, I bring insecurities out of them because it felt like, oh man, like this guy eats healthy all the time. Like he trains, it looks good. He feels good. And I am every time around him, I feel like, you know, funny, not ever, not all, not all my friends were like that, but I, I did feel that energy, but I wish I stopped asking for approval. Like I would indirectly asked for approval because like I wasn't sure about my own journey. I wasn't, I was just getting into it. So I wasn't sure. And I was trying to get all my friends on board because my circle 
of friends, were the circle of people I've hung out with for years. And then I started realizing a thing. It took so much energy out of me trying to explain what I was doing to people that had no interest in what I was doing that I would like always be, I wouldn't go all in. And when you don't go all in on who you're trying to be, which is the best version of you, what happens is you end up like two, two steps forward, two steps back. So you never really get anywhere. So let's, for example, you start your Monday, you start training, you eat well, you drink all your water, you go to sleep, you recover, you learn, you educate yourself on like health and nutrition, you're on a good vibe, you get to share these wins with like the, the for example, the Dream Team community. And on the weekend, you hang out with uh, people that, you know, your old circle and the people that you love and they've been there for you since you've ever known and you start sharing them with them, like stuff that you're doing and it just, then you find yourself in a battle of like trying to debate what's the better diet and then they, then you just go down a rabbit hole. So I wish I stopped doing that because like I would find myself in conversations and situations where it's just a losing battle. I'm like, this is not good. No one wins here and I always end up feeling like this is a waste of time. So <laughs> that's the second one. Stop asking for approval. The third lesson I wish I knew, which is probably if I were to rank from importance, this would be the top three. So I'd put this like either one or two. I think hiring a coach is just on par with this next lesson. The importance of a morning ritual. Who here, who, whoever's listening right now, who here practices a morning ritual? Type in the chat box if you um, practice a morning ritual. I do morning rituals every freaking morning, every day. And when I started doing that four months ago, can I, I, I would like, uh, fuck it. So in the last four months, this is what I've done. I've moved all my in-person clients online, every single one of them. I've pretty much gotten our dream team community with the support of like a lot of um, integral people from zero students. That's like zero students from March or April. Now, April and May is when we started doing this. Yeah, April, May. We got from zero students to about 62 students in the last four or five months. I've also changed and transformed my physique. I was like 85 kilograms worth of body fat. Like just, I was out of shape. I would train and I would just store into fat because I would be drinking on the weekend and I wouldn't be like my true self. I would half-ass everything. So I would say one thing, I would do another. So I would never like follow through with my work. And then when I started practicing my morning ritual, so Tegan does it, Sarah does it, Tammy does it. Yeah, when I started doing my morning ritual, and it consists of this, right? As of right now, it'll change when I move to Darwin and I might see Tegan there. When I go to surfers, like my morning ritual might change. I don't know. But I like to be like water. Like one of my favorite philosophers, Bruce Lee, move like water, be like water. Water flows. So you can't be too strict and rigid because you're not, you're not like, you're not smooth, just rigid and tight. And like this has to be this way. If you're so attached to the outcome, you never get the flow. Okay, so... What my morning ritual is now, it just builds a fucking disciplined character. So every morning, the first month is hard. Let me practice the preference by saying the first month is exciting, but really hard. Because like half the shit that I was, that I'm doing now, when I had no good habits before, it was a struggle. So I wanted to be, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty extreme to most people that know me. They're like, they don't really resonate. But like the people I look up to are even more extreme. So I'm getting up at four. My mental gets up at three. So anyway, my morning ritual is like this. I'll wake up at four o'clock, one alarm. One alarm, no snooze. I get up like the undertaker. If you don't get the reference, you basically stand up like you're in a grave and you just come up like a person that came up from the dead. Just wake up, stand up. 
I'll walk to my bathroom, I pee, I jump on the scale, I weigh myself, I put that number in into um, my my app where I can share it to my coach so you can see what I'm weighing in every day. And then after I do that, I jump into a shower. It's a cold shower. So I'll start with like 30 seconds warm and then I'll do two minutes of like straight cold and I'll put the timer on, it'll be two minutes. I'll brush my teeth as I'm doing my cold shower just so I can like not focus on the cold and just do something else. Now, where I live in winter when I was doing this, because I started this in winter, fuck, do you know how cold it was? It was freaking freezing. Now, like I did a cold shower this morning and because the warm, the weather's warm, more warm, it's not as cold. But in winter, doing cold showers is ridiculous. Why do I do cold showers? Not just, well, to be honest, it just shapes my mind. It's like, if I do what is hard, everything else is easy. That's just the philosophy I live by. Um, and also the benefits of like, you know, cold showers actually wake up your nervous system in a more natural state than it would if you drink caffeine. Um, it'll help you recover better. There's so much studies that show that cold showers and cold therapy help with inflammation as well. So if you're dealing with niggles, injuries, and pain, like my body has never felt so much better. Um, and yeah, cold showers definitely contribute to that. I recover from my sessions way faster. So yeah, after I do my cold shower, I jump out and then I'll put on uh, meditation. So it's a guided meditation. I'll do either these two guides. And lately, I, I'll, I get to choose every morning. What do I want? Do I want to visualize what I want in my life or do I want to be grateful for what I have? Lately, I've been doing a lot of gratefulness because we have a gratitude challenge in the Dream Team Academy. And Shout out to Verity. I always give her a shout out because she's so fucking consistent. I don't know if she even if she watches these podcasts. And shout out to the you girls too because I know you chime in and like get used to talking about what you're grateful for because a lot of people are coming from a place of like scarcity. Where they're like, I don't have this, I don't have this, I don't have this, I don't have this. We've got to flip that mindset because like you focus on, focus goes, energy flows. Yeah, so what that means, if you focus on crap, you'll get more crap. If you focus on good, you get more good. Like that is a fucking thing. You get two people... And um, there's a book called Man's Search for Meaning. This guy was, I'm going straight off topic here, but there's this book called Man's Search for Meaning. And this guy from Auschwitz, when they had the concentration camps back in the Nazi days, there was this one guy in his, the worst concentration camps ever that's ever been like had in history of humanity, these Auschwitz camps, right? And there would be this one guy during the camp where everyone's like a pretty much a slave to life. Like we're talking the harshest conditions. We're talking like, freezing cold you wear no clothes and you still got to like like pick up rubbish you still got to like clean up the dirt you still got to scrub the floors like the harsh skin flies everywhere malnourished you haven't eaten you're getting measles you're getting disease your like skin is not even you can't even recognize yourself you look like a fucking skeleton and there was this book called man search for meaning and the pretty much what it was about is like why am i doing this so he found that one reason why he wanted to do this, and which was, was for his family. And because he had that, he found happiness in that. So all his focus was is, okay, I one day will see my family again. And because, Sarah, I love that book, because, because his vision of seeing his family again was so strong, he would, with, he would withstand any of the harsh conditions because it's not your conditions, it's your decisions that kind of make up where you're going and how you dictate through adversity. And there's people in the same camp that were dropping like flies. One person had meaning, one person didn't. That's pretty much what the book was about. So, yeah, great book. Now, as I'm doing my great gratitude meditation in the morning, back to my morning ritual, um, I'm right. I'm like 
for 15 minutes, I'm like, I do three big deep breaths before I start. So like three big ones. Fuck, that feels good. Try it right now. That feels fucking good. It always feels good. It's like the yogis say you breathe in, you breathe out all the toxic energy. So that's what that's all about. So I do that three big ones and then the lady starts talking about um, talking about like what, what I should be grateful for. What do you have in your life? Are you grateful for your limbs? Are you grateful for your legs? Are you grateful for your health? Are you grateful for the new you that you're creating? Are you grateful for the, your family? Are you grateful for shelter? All this stuff that I can like put my place in an abundance mindset, yeah? And at the end, I do three more deep, big deep breaths and um, I'm set. I'm very calm. My heart rate's controlled and I'm good. So then I get my notepad out. And because the night before I write out like a whole bunch of things I need to do, I have a checklist of what I need to do. And my first one's cold shower and morning ritual. Then I write an affirmation list. And I've been doing that recently. And I think affirmations is something I wasn't doing for like 29 years of my life. And I started doing this three months ago and it's, this, it's like a supplement. It's like an added bonus to my morning ritual. I, I really like it. I think it's important because if you want to shape a different person, you got to affirm yourself. So I always like to use the analogy when Bart Simpson's, like at the start of Simpsons, when Bart Simpson goes into um, class, he writes out lines, yeah? You know, the, the, all the episodes, he writes out lines of like what he got in trouble for. So this is my affirmations. All right. In the morning, I'm abundant in my life. I am a leader. I show up for myself and my students and for the people I love. I, um, what else are I? I'm grateful for said this, said that, said this. Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services. We help 20 to 30 year olds get the body of their dreams without consuming so much of their time. If you want to see more, check out some of our results on Instagram, thedreamteam.fitness. I am strong. I am a powerful, I'm a force for good. I, yeah, I am. I just write a whole bunch of I ams. It's different every day. So it's on my, uh, I'll just show you what I did today, actually. Um, what's my affirmation say? So I'm a leader. I am empowering. I'm an example of what's, oh, this one hit me hard. I am an example of what's possible. Man, I went from depressed like last year. I didn't, I didn't want to, at one point in September 30th last year, I didn't want to live. That, that was the day where I hit rock bottom. Like, what's my meaning on this planet? Like, it was a fucking deep, dark place. And because I live by myself, I was fucking dead lonely yeah um last year i like i'm a social butterfly i've turned into an introvert during lockdown <laughs> i didn't know how to be an introvert so last year i was living with my housemate and i probably wasn't following as much rules as i should have been but i'm an extrovert and i didn't know how to be an introvert so i was fucking scared i'm like nah you can't lock me down uh, i need to be around people i've had gyms and i'm always around people and energy i've learned to like rediscover myself by spending so much time with myself but I had to go to that place of being so fucking lonely and depressed. I don't know if I had to, but I did. And I got there and I'm like, I don't want to live anymore. And I, as soon as I said that, I'm like, oh, I have a problem. <laughs> I have a fucked up problem. Like this is this is the stuff I used to coach my clients on. I used to coach my clients on like everything when it comes to like getting out of dark places. And now I'm in that dark place. I'm like, oh shit, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And for two months, I was like just drinking, eating, smoking weed, b- being around fucking... I was, I'm single. So like back then, I would just distract myself by going on heaps of dates and like being around that environment, it was just distracting away from like what I want in my life. It was completely distracting. And then it got to a point where like I didn't want to do this anymore. Like I need help. 
So I reached out, asked for a mentor. I dropped $10,000 on my, my, another mentor because I, I really respected this guy. I've seen his work and he asked me for a lot of fucking money. I'm like, what the fuck? $10,000. And to me, um, money was nothing. Like money still isn't anything. It's what you do with the fucking money. So I knew paying this is equivalent to someone getting like heart surgery because my heart wasn't there. My heart wasn't pumping and I need help and I don't care about money. Money is just a fucking number for me. I'm like, I respect this guy so much because I've seen his work and he helped me through some really, really dark times. I'm so appreciative for him. So like, where am I going? Um, yeah. So I'm an example of what's possible. Like I've turned that all around. Now I'm going into my dream destination. I've got my, I'm working on my dream body and I've got all, I'm the happy, I actually wrote in my affirmation this morning. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. I am in charge. I'm a force of good. I'm strength. I'm courage. I'm focused. I'm committed. I am all in. And like, when I do all this, you can actually see it and hear it in my voice while I'm like speaking to you guys. And I would suggest that you guys do this every morning. So don't take mine, <laughs> take, make your own. Like when you do your morning ritual and you start off with like a guided meditation, I use an app called Gaia, G-A-I-A. I used to use Headspace, but I didn't like his voice or her voice. Anyway, um, and like I'm a visual. So the person, the Gaia app, like I can actually see the person doing the visualization. I'm like, ah, oh, she's actually in the same room as me. Cool. <laughs> I can see her face, you know. Imagine like on Headspace, like the guy and the girl is like some, like, you don't, I need to see the face. Who's talking to me? <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah. So after I do my affirmations, then I would start my day. I would go for a walk. I do something physical because like, like my morning ritual takes up like a good half an hour. And then I want to walk. I want to walk and I want to listen to a podcast. So I walk, I listen to my coach's podcast. It has to do with business, training, fitness, nutrition, health, uh, being a better leader, all that stuff. So I'll do a podcast in the morning. I'll go for a walk, get a coffee, come back. And I'm ready to roll. So I'll go do my check-ins and then we'll flow from there. Cool. All right. So that's my morning ritual. This is going to be a fucking long one. I didn't realize how long this was going to be. So let's go back into what my fourth lesson was. So the importance of a morning ritual. If you do not have one and you're trying to reach success, I'm telling you right now, as soon as I started implementing a morning ritual, everything changed. Everything changed because for the first time in my life, I started following through with everything I was saying and everything I wrote down. And here's a little tip. If you have a to-do list and you write it the night before, which I highly suggest, and you're not ticking those boxes off, I won't lie to you. Like every week, like I sometimes tick everything off. Sometimes I don't. And the weeks I don't tick it off, I'm like, what's happening here? Oh, that's right. I put too much shit on there. Like I'm in the midst of moving right now. So I don't bombard myself with a whole bunch of to-dos because there's things that will pop up in the week that are unexpected because I know I could foresee that this is unknown territory to, to me right now. There's a lot of things I need to do. So I won't bombard my to-do list. I make it really easy and simple and put out the non-negotiables. Non-negotiables, okay? Um, cool. So that's lesson number three. So I've gone through hire a coach, stop asking for approval from people who are not aligned with where I'm going. Number three, the importance of a morning ritual. Number four, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. So let me um, go over that again. Lesson number four, it's not what you do, it's how you do it, okay? Uh, what do I mean by that? Like getting results is very, very simple. You ask anyone that's lost a lot of weight, they'll say, hey, yeah, I um, started training about three, four times a week. Um, I stopped eating processed food. I stopped eating my junk food. I stopped drinking. I stopped smoking, like all this stuff, right? Now, it's not the what, it's the how. 
and then the why. Like it's the why as well, but let's let's go over the how. So I went over this last night, but I wanted to, if I were to hit a little bit harder than I did last night on our Q&A, I would say this. You have everything you need right now to get you to where you want to go. It's just how much effort and how persistent and how detail oriented are you on set tasks. And if you're happy with your results and you're content, that's cool. But if this, if it's bothering, if something's bothering you and you feel like you're not in control, like that's not true. You are in control of your results. And when you look at your plan in front of you and you can see, okay, I can't miss this training session. I've been missing this training session for the last few days. It's been two weeks. I always skip Wednesday session. Why? <laughs> uh, just do it and realize you're prioritizing other things before you. So what I would do is the night before, write out the day or the time you're going to do your meal prep. Write out the time or day you're going to do your training session. Like, why is it that you go to work? Why is it that you go pick up, I don't know, someone? Or why is it that you call this person? Or why is it that you can make time for your favorite Netflix show, but you don't put in your calendar your scheduled session? That fucking confuses me. (laughs) It's okay. So it's not what you do, it's how you do it. That's very simple. But I like... Sometimes common sense isn't very common. So I wanted to like highlight that point. The next one is prioritize, uh, lesson number one, two, three, number five, prioritize active recovery. So this is a little ninja ninja trick. Now I talked about it last night in our Q&A about your parasympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system and um, your sympathetic nervous system. So when you're training and your, your body is getting adapt for battle or challenges, you activate your um, parasympathetic nervous system. Now, to prioritize recovery, you need to activate your sympathetic nervous system, which is, it could be um, going for a walk in nature. It could be listening to nice music. It could be, like, I find meal prepping, and I used to have a meal prep company where my mom would make all the food and I could deliver it to my clients, yeah? But I really find it therapeutical chopping my vegetables. It's crazy. Like, if I chop a whole bunch of food or, like, meal prep for, like, an hour, I'm really fucking into it. Like I zone out and I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm recovering. Uh, what another way, like some of you guys take baths. If you want to take a bath, like a bubble bath, that's a good way to recover. If you want to stretch for 20 minutes, that's a good way to recover. If you want to get a foam roller and just roll out your back, like I feel like I need to right now because this chair sucks. They took my, they took my desk chair. Um, yeah, like these are great ways to prioritize recovery. Because if you're training really hard and you feel like you're burning out, there's only two things that are happening. You're not actively recovering. You're probably sleeping five, six hours a night. That catches up to you. That catches up to you. Like I will do a minimum of six and a half and seven would be like ideal. I run off that. So the sixth lesson I knew, wish I knew, or the fifth one is prioritize active recovery. Active recovery is not sitting down watching TV. That's not active recovery. Like doing things that actually are active, Okay. Um, the next one, the last lesson, I hope you guys are getting heaps of value. Let me know if this is helping or not. Just message me in the comment box. Give me a thumbs up if this is resonating with you. I hopefully you take one lesson away from today. Um, the next one, be a student and stay curious. So when I was younger, um, I would, I, it all started on this massive road trip. So I lived in Melbourne. I grew up, I was born in Melbourne. I grew up in Brisbane. I came back to Melbourne, but I remember this one morning, my dad, because my parents were separated. My dad picked me up and my brothers and said, we're going to Queensland. I don't remember like having this conversation. I was five years old. So he would drive us to Queensland from Melbourne. 
And on the ride there, I would ask so many questions. You know that commercial, are we there yet, Gavin? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? That was me. But I would ask so many questions. I was that kid because like, um, I'm, I got three other siblings, two older ones, one younger one. And I just, oh man, I got questions. I want them answered. No one would answer my questions. And because they didn't answer my questions, I would ask fucking more. I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, can you guys navigate me right now? Like, I want to know shit. I've always been curious. I don't know why. And like, sometimes my brothers would make fun of me. Like, if I asked a question, that would make me feel so stupid for asking it. Or my dad, like, they would just like, yeah, it was frustrating. So, and I've always asked heaps of questions and I never let that like discourage me because like I, I, I've always stayed curious. Now there, there've been times where I've got ahead of myself and this is the double edged sword when you stop asking questions. So when you feel like you know everything or you feel like you know what you need, um, that's trouble because you're not opening your mind to learning. So I will always want to be the dumbest person in the room. <laughs> like I like to learn. I'm always surrounding myself with high level coaches and high level individuals. Um, 100% these lessons, loving my routine now. I love that, Tammy. That's freaking awesome. Like, I just want to know. I, I want to be a sponge. Like, I want to know about why I have to drink four liters of water every day. I want to know why um, my metabolism is on fire right now. I'm the oldest I've ever, like, I'm 30 and my metabolism is firing right now. I want to know why I get to have so much carbs and not feel fat or lethargy. I want to know why when I eat this vegetable group, I'm so bloated. Like, I want to know these things. Like, I'm curious as hell. Um, I want to know why I need to stop doing barbell bench press and do dumbbell bench press because it hits a different muscle in my body. I want to know why the sitting leg hamstring curl is more effective than the lying down hamstring curl. I, I want to know why grass-fed steak is the same thing as grain-fed steak. I want to know why... Um, pure egg whites, if I have too much, it might bloat me because the amino acids are too high and I'm not going to be able to consume all of them because they're, they're too high. I want to know why, like, I fucking want to know a lot. <laughs> you, know? you know, I want to know these things. I'm very curious about all these things. I want to, like, another big question, and this is, like, off topic for some of you guys, but I don't know. Like, it's hitting me hard. I want to know how I can constantly create freedom in my life and do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. That's a big thing for me. I want to do whatever I want. Like I choose to do these podcasts. I choose to go and check out how my student is doing, even though he, he or she hasn't contacted me for weeks. I will pick up that phone call. I'm like, what the fuck is happening, man? <laughs> you know, I choose to do these things. I, it's not in the terms and conditions that I have to do these things, but I choose to do this because it's freedom. With freedom comes like huge responsibility with, with, with what I realize as well. Um, but like I want to have freedom to do whatever I want because you can see it everywhere. And if you know what I'm talking about, listen, talking to you, look what people do when they feel like they're trapped. Like if yesterday wasn't a good example of that, let that sink in. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Like for, for, for my listeners around the world, right, right? Melbourne's got the harshest lockdowns in the world right now. Probably, probably the harshest lockdowns in the world. And people are feeling trapped. People feel like they have no freedom. Look what people do when they have no freedom. They go nuts, okay? So that's why I want to set myself up for an environment where I get freedom. You know, And this life is for anyone. But I'm very curious. I'll always ask the questions. You are, Like sometimes people will reach out to me and like um, ask me questions. Like, ah, I know where you're at. So always be curious. Always ask questions. 
um, stay a student and stay curious. Cool. That's pretty much it. I want to um, go over these six lessons again. So the first one was no particular order, but there's probably two that stand out. So hire a coach who knew more than me um, that has gotten results and I needed to stick to the plan until I, until I reached the destination. Uh, the second lesson I wish I knew when I first started my fitness journey was stop asking for approval from people who are not lined with where I'm going. Like my mom, I used to do this all the time. I used to like, mom, I'm doing this. Mom, I'm doing that. Mom, I'm doing this. She's like, you ain't doing shit. <laughs> I love my mom. And like now, like I, I spoke to her yesterday. She's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? How are you doing it? How are you doing it? What are you, how much downloads your podcast getting? Huh? Huh? Um, <laughs> when you stop asking for approval, they'll start asking questions, you know? Uh, number three, the importance of a morning ritual. So that 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 that's so important. I, I, <laughs> number four, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Okay, it's not what you do, how you do it. Number five, prioritize active recovery. And the last one, be a student and stay curious. Those are pretty much the six lessons I wish I knew when I first started my journey. Number number one and number three being the most important: hiring a coach and then having a morning ritual. And the rest is just as important. All right, cool. That's pretty much it, guys. I wanted to go over that with you and I hope you took a lesson out of that. And yeah, today is Thursday. Tomorrow it will be Friday. So tomorrow is my last podcast for the week. And then on the weekend, I'm out. It's going to recover. I've been doing lots of lives lately and I want to keep giving you guys value. If you guys have any questions, let me know your biggest takeaways. Um, and yeah, so you girls who are part of the Dream Team Academy right now, like, are you right now doing the best you can with what you have cool are you right now prioritizing active recovery how good is your morning ritual like how efficient is it um are you being a student and staying curious and asking questions so that's what i'll leave you with anyway that's it guys have the best freaking day ever i am out i gotta go speak to um my assistant now have a good night good night have a good morning peace busy people listen up This is the number one podcast for getting momentum in your fitness journey and keeping the body of your dreams. If you're getting value from this podcast and you want to learn how to create the health and physique of your dreams so you can feel confident in your everyday life, what I want you to do is go to my Instagram, Patrick Hong Fit, and DM me with the words energy. Our mission is to make busy people get the body of their dreams without spending countless hours in the gym or the kitchen. We want to give you the tools and strategies that some of our best clients are using in 2021. So go to my Instagram at Patrick Hong Fit and DM me the word energy.